Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we um, talk about relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. How are you? I am well. I'm well. Thank you again. Mm. Um, so yeah, so this one, let's go ahead and jump right in. This is the uh, series that we're doing. Um, we're recapping and also discussing uh, some of the different scenarios off of the show Love is Blind, mm. season two. And this one is episode two. So mm-hmm. if you've watched it, you'll understand, you know, and again, we'll touch on some of it, but we might not be doing a blow by blow kind of recap, but we will kind of touch on different subjects and how that applies to everyday life. Mm-hmm. To so, relationships specifically. Yeah. And and this is something that I really, really, really like, because again, I think it's a fascinating show. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things, because I, I, again, I keep on thinking about why does it fascinate me so much? And I think it fascinates me because people connect on many different levels, mm-hmm. right? So if you're, if you see somebody and you are visually attracted to that person, right? Mm-hmm. Say they're good looking to you, right? Whatever that is. And then you have a conversation with them and let's say they stimulate your mind. So now you're even more intrigued, right? Because mm-hmm. let's say they're intelligent, they can keep up a conversation mm-hmm. or whatever topic you're, you're, you're discussing. And they're, they're funny. Yeah, they're funny. <laughs> like that's a sensory, right? So that's, that's obviously that's hearing and then the visual. Mm-hmm. And then of course, later on, if things progress, it'll be the touch. Mm-hmm. And like you need all those sensories mm-hmm. or all those different senses to kind of blend in together, right? And then, of course, you know, as you get more and more intimate, things start to progress. And Mm -hmm. I think, again, with the show, it's one of those things where, you know, they're listening to one another. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, they're stimulating their mind, seeing if they have things in common. Mm -hmm. But they've taken the visual aspect of it out, right? Now, and I was thinking about that because sometimes, and I don't know if you've ever done this before, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking... When I was single, right, and let's say you're at a bar or you're just at a a social engagement Mm -hmm. and you look across the room and you see a young lady, right, and Mm -hmm. you you guys, your eyes lock Mm -hmm. and maybe you give like a, a, a smile and maybe she smiles back. You know what I mean? Like, that's all visual. Mm-hmm. Like, you had some sort of something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that whatever, but I, I can tell you this. Sometimes your mind, because mm-hmm. imagination is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> like, you can actually take that and be like, oh, I wonder what would happen if yeah, you and I Yeah, it's really universal. I, I think that even in that look, it's like this, like, no words need to be spoken. You right? know exactly what the other one's feeling. They give you a little smile. Maybe, a, maybe the girl kind of gives you a little wink, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like... Oh, like tosses her hair. You know how you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bat our eyes. It's that Revlon. <laughs> yeah, but like your imagination can go wild. Like in that split second, mm-hmm. you can see you guys being together. You can yeah. you can see each other being married. <laughs> you can see each other like getting old together. You have grandkids and your children. Kids look like yeah, the divorce, all of that. <laughs> the, <laughs> the remarriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of that in a blink of an eye. And yeah. that's just so fascinating it to is. me because you don't know that person. Maybe you never speak to that person yeah. ever. But for that second moment, yeah. you had something, whatever that something was. Yeah. So in the pods, you have to take everything that you know about that person. That's why they give them like booklets to write down things that they've said and things like that. So it's like you're trying to have that same thing that you just said, picture their life with someone, but what you're envisioning because you don't know what they look like. And I don't think they're allowed to really describe too much of what they look like. But yeah, how do you visualize they, that? Yeah, they think they can, but it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Because they yeah. ask certain questions like, are you Latina? Like, mm-hmm. okay, so that yeah, gives you Yeah, but when you're envisioning your life with that person on the other side, do you, is it like you see their body, but maybe their face, like it's, there's, it's dark or something, you exactly. know, like you don't know what they look exactly. like. So you can't fill in the blank. Exactly. I'll give you, I'll give you a really good instance. I think... And don't get me wrong, I came up in a generation where MTV first came out. Mm. To a certain degree, I didn't like it because I would hear songs on the radio, mm-hmm. right? So I would listen to a song and it I had an imagination of what I would think yes. about when I heard that song. And then you see the music video and you're like... That's not what I had in my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. 
Isn't that weird? Or maybe the music video is like really bad and makes you hate the song yes. that you did like. Yes. Or you see who's singing it and you're like, mm, that's not who I was picturing. Exactly. Then, mm-hmm. Like they take it to another level. And don't get me wrong, it's an artistic uh, expression and they do all that and I get it. But there are times when I just, I, I didn't want to watch the video. Yeah. Because I was like, it's going to ruin the song for me. Like I, <laughs> I had my own imagination of that song and this is ruining it for me. Or the video could be like amazing and you and you love the video and it, the song. It could, yeah, like I would say like Thriller was one that like it it like totally was better. I mean, well, not better, but you know, it it, it gives a different vibe when you hear it on the mm-hmm. radio versus when you see it. Yeah. Because when you see it, it's so, it's so iconic, right? With the right. the dancing and the zombies and which mm-hmm. was really weird because they had like werewolves. Oh no, so they were watching a movie about werewolves, but then it it was a zombie movie. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that was a time when, um, yeah, it left it, it lived up to the expectations, mm. but that's not always the case. Yeah. So, with that, this is why it's it's so interesting because in real life applications, let's say you you meet somebody online, and I know we talked about it in the last time, but as you meet somebody and then you meet them, mm-hmm. and you hope that I guess visually they're they going to be like appealing. Well, <laughs> well, because I, I I have um, I have been told. That they like my voice, right? And they they didn't write out say I don't like the way you look exactly, mm-hmm. but it's obviously I don't know that if you hear my voice and you've never seen me, mm-hmm. God only knows what you think I look like. Well, I guess we'll find out with maybe reviews. I don't know. <laughs> Tell us what you think Jose looks like. <laughs> I'm telling you, real life, I'm, it's very disappointing. I'm just here to tell you right now. I'm just, I'm sorry. I wish I was more handsome, but I'm not. So, but, but nevertheless, it's um, that's what's so fascinating about it, right? Like, if um, what if you could only see them and couldn't talk to them? Like, would you have the same connection? Mm. You know, like who knows? Who knows? It's just so many. And then the question, and I'm sorry that I because my brain just starts going mm-hmm. in that direction. But then I start thinking, like, well, what about people that are blind? Or people that are deaf. Uh-huh. Like, I know they can communicate, at least deaf people, right? But if you're blind and you can't see them, that's also fascinating. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, well. And there's been a couple of shows where that, that happens and then, like, they find out what the other person looks like. And uh-huh. they're like, no. Um, what is it? Uh, 30 Rock did one. Mm. There was a movie. There was been a couple of movies. But anyways, it's just fascinating because they don't have that visual aspect, so... Technically speaking, it shouldn't matter, mm-hmm. but apparently it does, even to blind people. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But anyways. But can't they like, they do the thing where they feel their face, right? Physically. And they, that's how they can tell what someone looks like because they like do the outline of their nose and they're feeling all this stuff. So they get that visual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they can figure out what they look like. Yeah. But what I'm saying is to a certain degree, what difference does it make? Because you're blind. Because everybody wants to have a picture of that person, like in their mind, if they can't see them. So like, I mean, if you're dating someone and you're really missing them, you know what they look like. So you can go back to that memory right. and think about them in that way. But, but I'm just you, saying, would it be a deal breaker for somebody that's blind? And let's say it doesn't meet their expectations of what they should That would be really like. messed up. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that, that happened in 30 Rock. There was an episode like that. It was a, it was a blind lady. Okay, but, and, but and, <laughs> that doesn't happen in real life. Though, I don't right? know. I don't know. But it's just interesting to me. Maybe, mm. and I don't know, maybe we could solicit um, emails or something at some point. But who knows? Who knows? It, that's what I'm saying. For me, that's immediately where my mind went. Mm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I wonder how somebody that doesn't have one of those sensories, like what does that look like for them? Like yeah. does it matter at that point, Right. Because if you're if you're clicking, mm-hmm. right, in conversation and and you like the same stuff and let's say again you have other senses, obviously you can smell and things like that and you're enjoying their company, does it really matter what they look like at that point? I wouldn't think so. But I wouldn't either, but you know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> I, I mean don't I, would, know. I mean we're given and maybe this is Maybe we're giving them more credit or I don't know. I don't know. But maybe, you know, blind people might be just as superficial as the rest of us. I don't know. Who knows? Um, But nevertheless. um, (laughs) So in the so the way it starts out, right, is uh, Nick had proposed to Danielle. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first time that they're meeting. Mm -hmm. So, again, you know, I know we kind of touched base on that before. It's like the first time you meet. But I kind of wanted to explore that a little bit because... Let's say you've talked to somebody over the phone for a long time mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you meet one another. It's almost like it's it's somewhat surreal because like you said, 
that person, it was just like a dark shadow. Yeah. You had no whatever. Now they're real. Yeah. Because you're seeing them. And so I wonder if you have that fascinating thing where like you're talking to them and you're hearing the voice, but you're like, huh, like now they're connecting together. Yeah. And even if you didn't have an idea, it might not be what you thought they mm-hmm. look like. Yeah. And I and it's just, it's, it's fascinating because again, they see each other. So now it's like, okay, you are clicking emotionally, mm-hmm. right? You have a good conversations. Now you're seeing each other. And so like, hmm, I think again, you know, we've touched on this. Women are a little more forgiving. <laughs> than men, but you know, it, it, it happens. Um, but yeah, so, and with that, so there's also, you know, some of the other people haven't proposed, they haven't, they're still talking, right? Mm-hmm. So it did, there was a conversation that came up and I wanted to ask you, when do you think it would be appropriate to have the, let's say the sex talk? Um, I would say like an actual conversation. Are you just talking about like being flirty about it or well, like? Well, I'll, I'll give you an instance. And I think initially when I saw it, cause I've seen this episode a couple of times, like I, I sometimes I'm fascinated, like I need to watch it again. Mm-hmm. And initially when Mallory was doing the never have I ever, Mm -hmm. I thought, man, that's, you know, like you got to be careful with that. Right. Because there's like usually when you play that game, you're asking like some like, you know, like had sex outside and this, that and the other. Yeah. Very, very sexual. Right. Mm -hmm. And so initially I thought, man, like, okay. But afterwards I kind of thought about it and I was like, well, that's a fun way of doing it, right? Like, it's, Unless it's, you don't like the other person's answer to that game. It, questions matter. Questions yeah, matter. Yeah, but like what if you throw a question in there as like a curveball just to see what they say and let's say they answer it and it's not favorable and you're just like, oh, and then maybe that changes your mind about that person. If it's early on when like meeting someone and they said like, I don't know, like she said, I think she admitted that she'd been with a woman before. Mm-hmm. So let's say that I asked a dude that I'm like, never have I ever, whatever, been with a man or something. And he has, That's, that may change my feelings. You it know? could, but at the same time, it, it's going to, that conversation is going to happen at some point or another. Like you can't avoid it. I mean, you can, but to your peril, right? Because if you have that conversation, let's say you're a year into the relationship and then you have that talk. You know what I'm saying? You're in it now. You've invested a lot of time. And now you find that out and that might be problematic for you. Mm. Now you're like, okay, what do I do now? Because yeah. I'm hooked. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it depends on if that thing is a deal breaker for you or not. Because if it's a deal breaker, then even if it's a year and yeah, it sucks. But still, like, you'd be mm. like, I can't, I cannot do this. I'm sorry. But So, yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. So with that, should... Should it happen earlier rather than later for that I would reason? say maybe when you guys start to become intimate, yeah, you can start having those kinds of conversations. Um, but I don't, I don't know, like I said, it would, it would take a while for me to feel comfortable enough. And maybe there's certain things you don't want to know mm. and that's fine too. Yeah. You know, so it's like, like for people who ask, how many partners have you have? I don't know why anyone would ask that question. Yeah, I don't know. Because you're probably not gonna like the answer. So like not. just don't ask it. Probably not. That's, and and that's oh gosh. You know, like whatever people's number is, <laughs> everybody has a number. Mm-hmm. Um I gotta be honest with you, I I I don't know what my number is. I have a roundabout idea of what it is and this by no means implies that it's a lot it just i just (laughs) you can't count to five (laughs) it's like five and a half (laughs) (laughs) just like the count on sesame street one sexual partner two sexual partner i must have missed that episode of sesame street But no, but uh, honestly, I, 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 you know, I guess if I sat down and thought about it, I, I probably could come up with it. But, uh, you know, to a certain degree, I'm just wondering w- what difference does it make? I don't know why anyone would want to know that. Maybe, know. 
maybe they feel like if it's too many people at that point, they can, maybe they don't want to be with that person. Yeah. Like if you were newly dating someone and let's say you hadn't been intimate yet and they say like, how many partners have you have? And you say, oh, 212. You may be like, <laughs> you know what? I'm out. I'm 213. Really? <laughs> Lucky 213 for me. <laughs> oh, wow. But I don't know why anyone would, would ask that and like generally want to know. I, I don't know either. I have no idea. Me personally, I don't. It doesn't bother me too much one way or the other because I figure everybody has a past. Right. Everybody has a past. And again, you know, like then the question becomes like, like, is it partners that you're worried about or times? Like, who knows how many times? Like, again, I was married for 15 years. So, like, I, no one's asking time. What do you I, mean? I, because it, cause let's say, let's say for the sake of argument, right? Let me just give you. Let's say one person had five sexual partners throughout okay. their entire adulthood, okay. right? And those five were, let's say, short-term relationships, right? Okay. Okay. You with me? So, short-term relationships, let's say three months. And those five partners, each one of them was, was three months in this in this day, in this uh, scenario. Okay. And you've only had one partner, but you were married for ten years. Okay. Like you would have had more sexual experiences with that one partner than the one that had five and had the short term. Right, but no one's asking how many times have you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's it's mostly because in that game they were talking about experiences. Like, have you been oh, with so a woman? Like have you been this? Sal have you had been outside? in a ten year relationship? He may not have been able to answer like her questions, like because no, he, he's only been with one person. No, well, he could have answered them, but it would have been the same person. So in this scenario, yeah. she was saying, "I've never um, had sex outside." Outdoors, mm -hmm. so you can answer yes to all those, but it was like the same person mm -hmm. that you did all that with. Yeah. Where the implication on the other side is like every one of those experiences were different people. You yeah. just don't know, right? That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think body count for me matters too much because you could be very adventurous with your partner, mm -hmm. that one person for many many years. Yeah, you're probably more likely to have more different types of experiences if you're with one person right. consistently than you would be if you were kind of randomly whatever or short-term things because you know sometimes there's certain things that you may feel more comfortable in a long-term relationship Absolutely. and so you may be more sexually fulfilled even if you've only been with one person yeah. you know mm -hmm. if you met a you know a 40 year old guy and maybe he married his high school sweetheart and they were together, you know, up until then, and they recently got divorced. It's like, well, yeah, I've been with one person, you know. I mean, that's that's still around. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. who maybe are getting divorced now, but they were with their high school sweetheart. So, yeah. you know. And good for them. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I know some people would probably even look down at someone like that. Like what you're saying, of like, maybe you didn't have as many partners so like if you met a woman and you're, you know, let's say you're a 50 year old guy and you meet a woman and she says, how many partners have you had? And you say two, if she had, if she was single for the most of her life, right? She may be like, oh my God, this guy doesn't know anything. Right. That's the implication. Right. But, but it's a misconception. Yeah, for sure. Because mm -hmm. it's, well, again, every couple is different. That's so true. let's say your partner was not as adventurous and yeah, maybe yeah, it maybe. was a little more, you know, vanilla, let's say, yeah. than somebody that's been a little more adventurous. But anyways, I just, it, it's it's always intriguing to me is yeah. that the body count or the, the number. The body count. That that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> this is like murder victims. <laughs> What's your body count? How many have I killed? Oh, let's see. Wait, 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 213. 212. I'm 13. Oh, that's right. You'll be my 13, 213th victim. But that's always been fascinating to me because it really shouldn't make a difference, yeah. honestly. Um, but, you know, again, yeah, anyway, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing. And guys, I think, have more of a get up, I think. And women, but that might be a false statement too. I'm sure girls have, like you said, they have deal breakers as yeah, well. Yeah, that's probably a false statement. I just don't think anyone should ask. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't ask. So with that, with that, so in the show, um, there's a love triangle going on mm. at the time, right? So, um, and, the, and we talked about in the last episode, there's a different love triangle and we'll get to that one too. Mm. But in this one, it's Jarrett. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I don't know. It's not a love triangle. It's more of a love... Quartet? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? No, because if you're including that other person, that wouldn't be 
for them. Okay. All right. So, so like Sal wouldn't be the other point for Jared. But if there's two, <laughs> like, he's if, not in there at all. Right. So, but what if there's two triangles going on? So, I'll explain. Okay. Jared is courting Ayana, mm-hmm. right? They're having good chemistry there. Mm-hmm. And he's also having really good chemistry with Mallory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he, Jared, has. Um, two ladies. Two ladies that he's kind of. You know, simultaneously, simultaneously dating. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's Mallory. Mallory is also kind of dating uh, Salvador, mm-hmm. Sal, and she's also dating um, Jared. Mm-hmm. So there's another love triangle there mm-hmm. kind of going on, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, what if, but I guess Ayana, technically speaking, is not part of any of that. Right. So maybe that's okay. All right. So that's where, <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. Um, but I always find that fascinating, again, because I was brought up to, you know, and I'm old school, that mm-hmm. you date one person at a time. It's yeah, very you should. And, well, yeah, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's few and far between. But apparently in the modern age, you date multiple people. That's yeah. a thing now. Or maybe it's maybe it's regional because we live in the South. Mm-hmm. In the South, they take boyfriend, girlfriend. It's almost like after the third or fourth date, mm-hmm. you're boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. It's almost implied. If, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. But like in other parts of the country, it's not. They actually have to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Or like in other countries as well, mm-hmm. they actually have to have that conversation. Like, are we exclusive? Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of British shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so the British people are like, you better tell me that we're exclusive? They don't talk about it. Oh, they don't? They don't talk about it. So when they just assume like we do? Yeah. Okay. Well, but... But that's the thing, because they never talk about it, they can't hold their feet to the fire either. So we, but do we hold people's feet to the fire in the South though? Because yeah, we don't I talk about we it do. either. Well, I mean, again, that conversation has to come up. Like, are you dating anybody else at some point? But I, think, I don't know how one has that conversation. I feel like people should kind of say that or maybe do certain things for you to know. Like, for instance, if I'm, if I'm dating a guy and we've been on five dates, which let's say that's a little bit over a month, right? Let's say you have a date a week or whatever, but you're also talking on the phone and things like that. Yeah. Let's say that I went out with my girlfriend's one and I saw him with another female on a date. Mm. I may be, even if we didn't have that conversation, I'd be like, bro, we're <laughs> date. Like you could have said, Hey, like, you know, I'm kind of dating other people or whatever. And maybe the girl at first is fine with it because she's dating other people too. Maybe it is, but maybe. still, if you don't tell me and you're calling me every night and we're making plans every weekend and then all of a sudden I see you with someone else and you'd be like, oh, well, we weren't exclusive. Oh, man. That's the last time you're going to see me. Well, yeah, well, I mean, but you can't really get mad if you never had that conversation. I kind of But like, like you just said, in the South, it's implied. Yeah, in the South, so, it, is, it is. I typically do it now more, but mm-hmm. it feels very, uh, even even right now, it feels mm-hmm. very, um, not, not immature, but... Um, and not juvenile, but it's like when you're in junior high. Yeah, and you're do like, you, you like want to be me? my girlfriend? Yes or no, circle one, <laughs> you pass them the note. Or you just ask them, you want to be my girlfriend? Or they, you want to be my boyfriend? They're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you just kind of move forward with it or whatever. But um, but yeah, you know, but as an adult, I usually, sometimes I, I like to put my cards on the table and be like, look, I'm not dating anybody else. You're the only person that I'm going out with. I don't know if you're in the same And what if boat. she says... I'm dating other people. Yeah. Then, then it gives me something to think about. Because but would like, you continue to pursue that woman knowing that you like her enough that you're not dating anyone else, but she's dating multiple people? It would depend. It would mm-hmm. depend. It would depend on, uh, it would have a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's, uh, you know, we don't know the situation, so we would just have to, um, you know, talk about it and figure out like, okay. Yeah. So does that, does that, what does that mean? Like you're weighing your options or like what's, <laughs> like what's, I don't know how I would take that. Yeah. Uh, again, whenever I've had that conversation, sometimes they, they reply back and say the same thing and other times they don't. Yeah. So, but, um, but again, in the South, mm-hmm. it's different. I feel like for me, maybe the limit's like three dates. So if we're continuing on past three dates, I would assume we're kind of dating at that point and it should be kind of like exclusive. You know what I'm saying? So like, but I mean, I wouldn't, the first date, second date, I wouldn't, I don't know. I feel like if you don't like someone, you'd probably let them know by the third date of like, hey, like we're not really connecting or you'd kind of break it off, like whatever you were pursuing. I I think if I was in that situation, I might be asking something along the lines of where does that put me exactly? 
Like, is this just a casual thing? If it's a casual thing, then so be it. Yeah. It's like, okay, that lets me know then I can be casual mm-hmm. about it too. But, mm-hmm. or if she's like, well, you know, like I met you guys at the same time mm-hmm. and I'm really not sure, then I'll be like, all right, cool. Like, again, it gives me something to think about. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the second. So when she sends you that text saying she can't date you anymore, you already know it's because she she likes the other dude more than you. Like, you already know the why. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I'm trying to think if I've ever gotten that kind of text before. <laughs> well, I mean, have you been in a situation where you were dating a woman and she was dating two guys trying to decide which one she wanted more? Um, no. Then that's why that hasn't happened to you. Yeah, maybe so. Because, uh, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never... I wouldn't want to even casually date someone who is dating a bunch of other people or someone else. Like, I don't... Me, personally, I don't like that. Well, again, let's say it was casual, right? And you just enjoy their company. Like, I can see it being okay to go out with them. But let's say... but, But, again... That means you're also allowed to do it as well. Yeah, you'd have to establish that. If it's going to be nothing, then yeah, you can have that conversation. But, you know, like you said, I mean, if you don't have that conversation and we've gone out multiple times, you can assume at that point we should be exclusive. Yeah. So with that, again, so, you know, and they're being very practical about it because everybody knows that they're there for dating, right? But when you are, have you, uh, in, in, I hate to put you on the spot, but <laughs> <laughs> let's say, have you ever known anybody that had to decide between two people? I'm sure I have. I can't think of something in particular, but I mean, you know, if you meet two guys, like if I was online dating and I met two guys that I thought both of them were attractive and let's say we've had a, I've had a date with both of them. Yeah. I feel like I would try to figure out like, okay, which one do I like more because I'm going to pursue that one and let the other one know, like I but said. But that's the thing. You, you like them for different reasons. If you if you look at the two people, Salvador and Jared, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to use them because we're talking about the show. Okay. Jared is a little more outgoing. He seems to be a little more fun, mm-hmm. a little more playful. Uh, he just, there's a lot of banter going on back and mm-hmm. forth. And Salvador is more... <laughs> and I hate to use a term. He's more of a Latin lover kind of guy, and mm-hmm. not in a bad way. He's, he's not very aggressive. Sweet yeah. and sensitive. Yeah, he sings to yeah. her. He wrote mm-hmm. her a song. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has that smooth kind of yeah. just easy going really kind of guy. I feel like I would know after like three dates with each of them. I would know which one that I could probably see myself with more. Yeah. I mean, those two would be hard because I actually really like both of those guys on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know who I would choose, Jared or Sal. It's, I, it's tough, right? Yeah. It's tough. I've, I've never been in that dilemma before either. Yeah, Again, there's I'm usually not a lot of really great guys out there like that here. Like, where you're just like, there's so many great guys. How well, can I choose? But here's here's where things come into play. Where things become complicated is again you can't see them. Yeah. So you're going based on so when you only have you only have one sensory or you know you, you know obviously you, you can hear each other yeah. and you can talk it out so you um, are connecting through conversation. Mm-hmm. But that's where the other sensories come in. Yeah. Like even even the touch. Like you know when we talked about that, mm-hmm. there's been times where and, and honestly even smell. Mm-hmm. Like I've been with women. That for whatever reason, I didn't like the way they smelled. Mm-hmm. There was something about them that I was just around them. I was just like, I Everybody cannot Everybody has their stand. own personal scent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't like hers. There was something about her that I just could not. Mm-hmm. Visually, she was attractive. Conversational, those were great. But then whenever I got close and we got a little more intimate and I smelled her mm-hmm. essence. <laughs> I made me think of, I went on a date with a guy one time that's smelled like the inside of like um, chest drawers, you know, like that weird smell, kind of like your grandparents' house. (laughs) I don't know. Like the moldy smell? I don't know what it was, but it was like, I remember like kind of like my grandmother's house, like it just had like this kind of smell and he smelled like that, which is probably just something. It smells like sometimes when you take things out, like a sweater out of the the dresser or something, it has that smell. But I was just like... That didn't do it for you, did it? Huh? Yeah, I was like, mm. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have continued with him anyway. But I just remember that was the first time that I've been on a date with someone who smelled like an old person's house. I was like, this is, I don't know what this is, but 
But it matters. All mm-hmm. the sensory things matter. The well, that's touch why we matters. Have, like, all cologne of it. and perfume and stuff like that. It ignites another um, element to yeah. appear more attractive. You and know, if you smell good. And sometimes those elements, whatever whatever it is that you um, are gravitating towards, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, the thing, because there's women that say like smell, it's all about smell. Mm-hmm. Like they can probably date a, a less attractive guy, but if he smells wonderful, like they're in it. You mean natural scent or are you talking about he wears cologne? Both. Both. Because I think me personally, the mm-hmm. way I feel about it is cologne will accentuate whatever it is that you're smelling on that Yeah, because sometimes you can wear a cologne that doesn't mix with your body scent and it smells bad. Exactly. And like- exactly. Well, it doesn't smell bad. Exactly. It smells bad to you. To somebody else, it probably smells fantastic. But to you, you would probably be like, nope, can't do it. I think it's usually the other way around. Some people, it's the the other people will smell it on you and and know that it doesn't smell good. You may not know it doesn't smell good on you. I don't know. But like I said, to each his own, right? So to speak, right? But that's what I'm saying. And even look wise, Mm -hmm. you can be with somebody and you think that they're absolutely amazing. And other people are like, I don't know, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm loving it, right? And vice versa. They could yeah. be just... Because here's the thing. And so with uh, Shane, mm-hmm. or no, excuse me, not Shane, Shake mm-hmm. and Dipti, and we're going to bounce around a little bit, mm-hmm. but in this episode, they're getting to know one another too. Mm-hmm. And to to a certain degree, so she was saying, I can't remember if it was her or him, but something, I think she was kind of making that observation that he likes to have... The most beautiful woman in the room. Mm. Now, for a guy, and this is from a guy's perspective, mm. this is status. It's that's all that is is just pure status. Yeah. Because being with you know, quote unquote, whatever you find attractive, right? But let's just say that whatever the universal um, uh, idea of what a beautiful woman is, if you mm. have that and you have the most beautiful woman in the room, it's a status thing. It has nothing to do with connection. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with anything. It's just like, look at me. And what I have. Kind yeah, of thing. I've heard a lot of men say that they like it when other men look at their girl because they're like, yeah, I got her. You know what I mean? It makes them feel that's a good. Weird, that's a weird. I, I don't, I don't, but I'm not a big status kind of guy um, anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to flex anything. Like I am very mild mannered. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything. It's not like I, I flex anything. I just don't. Yeah. Like, just because I just like, who cares? What difference does it make? A lot of men do. <laughs> and, that's, and that's where men are faulty in that sense. Mm-hmm. But if I could play devil's advocate for a moment, I think women to a certain degree also do that. Because Dipti, which mm-hmm. is what who Shakes is actually courting, is um, when she was talking to, I think, Catelyn or Caitlin. I can't remember how to pronounce it. But she was talking about the fact that Shake is a veterinarian Mm -hmm. and he's a doctor Mm -hmm. so she was like "Ooh, Ooh, doctor doctor. yeah and she's (laughs) like if they introduced us together i'd be miss or mrs and doctor or how how does that how do they doctor doctor and mrs or maybe just doctor blah blah don't they and his wife yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that woman next to him right but it's a status thing even for women to to have to like i married a doctor yeah, because like that means husband. money. That doesn't have anything to do with looks. We're like, right, I got that's status. money. That's status. Oh, though. I know. It's the same thing. And yeah. that's why I'm like, that's why I'm playing devil's advocates because there's a female version of that too. Yeah, like they there's, there's the stereotype of mothers tell their daughters to marry a doctor. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what them that's what they want them to go for. And it's, it is about the status, but security and money and things like that. So Yeah, I mean, you know, but staying with Shake and, and, um, and Dipti, because what ends up happening there is that they eventually they kind of evolve right and they they um, um, they start feeling each other a little bit more and more mm-hmm. and as they do that <clears throat> and he eventually proposes she accepts mm-hmm. and the first thing that he does when he meets her um, is he goes and like grabs her butt mm-hmm. right and like grabs it and smacks it and like he mauls her basically basically but can I ask you from uh, obviously I can tell you from a guy perspective why we do that but how does it how do women feel about that exactly meeting for the first time or what do you mean no in general when guys smack women's booty i think we've all accepted it at this point because it happens so much you guys can't keep your hands off of that so it's like i think we've just accepted it and just like Okay, every time I walk past him, he's got to grab me. That's just... I mean, but here's the thing. I have been with women that hate it. 
and they're like, no, nope, don't do like that. that. Yes. Don't touch me. Like, mm-hmm. and this is like a serious relationship. This is yeah. not a new, like we just been dating for four months or something. This right. is like long term and they do not like it. Mm-hmm. And then I've been with women that like, they love it mm-hmm. and they get mad if you don't do it. Yeah. Like, why are you not smacking my booty? So that's why I was trying to get a, a perspective from a woman. How does that feel exactly? Some women don't like it and it could be because of their own personal feelings about their, their self, their bodies, whatever. It could be something that has nothing to do with the guy. Yeah. Um, it could be maybe they have old trauma from something and that kind of is triggering for them. Mm. I mean, there could be a lot of th- reasons why they don't like it. Maybe they feel it's disrespectful just in general to be treated as an object, I guess. Some people may have problems with that. Um, like I said, I, I think the majority of people are probably just like, okay, it's, that's just the way it is, you know, yeah. because it is a universal thing. Guys do that a lot when they're with someone. So now, now it's gotten me so mixed up that I don't know when to do it and when not to do it. Like, I guess that's a conversation that needs to happen. I don't think it needs to be a conversation. <laughs> you could just do it once. And if she giggles or whatever, or if she says, mm. don't do that again, you better not do it again. I know, but, but then it lies kind of a problem if I'm, if I'm that way and she's not, now what do I do? Well, that's just like any relationship. You're going to have to compromise on everything. That's like saying, well, what if I like this show and she does like everything could, has to be a compromise. But it might be a deal breaker too. For Especially, her or for you? Well, whoever... So like, let's say physical touch is your love language. Yeah. But do you have to smack her on the butt? Can't you do other things? Like, why well, does it have to be If she be doesn't that? like physical touch, period. Because some women oh. don't like to be touched. It's not, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're smacking their booty. It's the fact that you're touching them that they don't particularly care Even for. If you, so you're sitting next to the couch and you put her hand, your hand gently on top of her hand and women would be like, don't touch me. There, there are people that do not like to be touched. Well, in general, they do not like to be touched. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I, Dr. Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Riddle me that, Batman. Dr. and Mrs. Robbie. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. You know what I'm saying? Because then it becomes problematic. Because yeah. if you are a physical, it doesn't have to be, the, they just don't like being Then maybe touched, that period. would be a conversation when you meet someone new and let's say you kind of start dating. Maybe you say to them like, hey, like just so you know, I don't like to be touched. And, and you kind of give those examples. At that point, if the person knows that they can't be in a relationship like that, mm-hmm. maybe you should say like, okay, I respect that. But unfortunately, that's a big deal to me, then you can part ways at that point. But I mean, you're going to know with physical touch really quickly on if it's a deal breaker or not, because, you know, probably in the first or second date, you may try to hold their hand. Like you're going to know real quick. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's great whenever you're in line with the same, like if you're both, you you enjoy physical touch, it's awesome. And then I would imagine that people that are not very, they don't like physical and they, they must get along wonderfully. Because yeah. they just don't touch each other. Well, you know, whenever they're intimate, yeah, I mean, perhaps. Yeah, there may but, be two people that find each other that's not that big of a deal. They just don't really care for physical touch, you know. And maybe it works out just fine, I'm sure, if yeah. they're both like that. I mean, because in the show, it kind of implies that, you know, because Dipti was saying, like, yeah, he went straight for the butt, which I don't mind, is what she said. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, then that's, a, that's perfect then. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't mind either, so. I, I have never come in contact with someone who didn't like any type of touch. I get the disrespectful, the smack in the butt and maybe a little bit more sexual things, but even just like a hand or you're sitting next to them and they put their arm over you. I've never met anybody that hated physical touch that much. Yeah. I don't know how often you would come across someone like that. No, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it does, it does, it does happen sometimes. And then, and then, you know, what's funny is some people, um, in that same relationship initially didn't like it. And then over time, they wanted it, but it was already, I had already been conditioned not to do it. So I stopped. And then it was, and then it was like, well, now I miss it when you do do it. And then, Wait, so you did it and then she never said it bothered her. And then one day she said, it bothers me. Don't do that anymore. And then no, you stopped. She started out saying, I'm not wild about it. Okay. But me being me, I kept doing it. And over time, she, like you said, she just accepted it. Right. But then I knew she didn't like it. So at some point I stopped doing it. 
why would it take you so long to finally stop doing something that your I, wife hates I, or I, whatever? I, I, I don't know, but then I did stop. And then afterwards it was like, why are you not doing that anymore? And it's like, well, I thought you didn't like it. So I, I Yeah, stopped. but why would you wait that I, long I, in between? That's... I don't know, Dr. Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a personal thing that I need to... I don't understand. Dr. and Mrs. Robbie, I don't know. I, I, have, to, I have to go back and reevaluate my whole... I, I don't know why I did what I did. Anytime that someone does something of... Shows affection and they do that same thing all the time and then all of a sudden you stop, I think that would warrant maybe a little concern. Let's say my ritual is... You know, every night before I go to bed, I kiss my husband on the forehead, right? Like, this is what it, maybe he hated it. Maybe he thought it was stupid or something. Yeah. But let's say I did that for two years every single night before I went to bed. And then all of a sudden I stopped. Yeah. I would imagine my husband would be like, hey. Well, but yeah, they got used to it. And I was like, why are you not doing it? And it's I know, like, well, but I you thought- can't do a certain thing for a long period of time and then all of a sudden stop and then wonder why she's bothered by that. I don't know. But I mean, you know, again, I was under the impression they didn't like it. But yeah. nevertheless, so um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about because there's the other love triangle that keeps on going on was mm-hmm. uh, Shane mm-hmm. and Shayna mm-hmm. and Shane and Natalie. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, Shane asked Natalie to be his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. This is where things get really weird for me, kind of going back to the conversation we had. But he's still courting Shayna. Mm-hmm. So Shayna finally confronts, because obviously girls talk. Mm-hmm. So Natalie went back to her quarters and was like, you know, oh, he asked me to be his girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And Shayna heard this and was not very happy. Mm-hmm. Of course, the next time they have their date in the pods or whatever, Shayna's like, hey, heard you got a girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Do you think she wasn't happy because it was implied that they were kind of exclusive in the pods? Like, well, did she... That's, no. Well, oh. she's probably upset because, yes, for that reason. Uh-huh. Like he didn't ask her mm-hmm. to be his girlfriend. So I would imagine, actually, let me, let, me, let me let you kind of take the wheel on that. Why do you think Shayna was upset about that? Well, I think it's what we were talking about earlier of like how we feel of like, if you're having all these awesome dates with someone, I know this is an experiment. I get that. But she probably felt like they were kind of exclusive. Right. I mean, that's... But here's the difference. Here's the key difference between what happened between the other love triangle and Mm -hmm. this one. Shane actually asked Natalie to be his girlfriend. Yeah. He made it, quote unquote, official. Yeah. (laughs) You said it. You can't take it back. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why he did that. Like I said, other than letting Natalie know that she was... Like, I'm really serious about you. Like, I want to try to pursue this. Yeah, he's trying to lock it down for sure. Yeah, but I don't know why he would continue at that point. Why continue on with Shayna? I don't know either. And that's, well, and here's what ends up happening. So Shayna confronts him and he's like, why does it matter? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> I don't see the problem. What would <laughs> Because he was trying to be frisky and yeah. like, hey, babe, or hun, or whatever it is, whatever yeah. thing that they talk to each what other. Yeah, whatever it is. And and, and she's like, mm-mm. Like, yeah. But so so she confronts him and he's like, why does it matter? You know I'm dating, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. She kind of, you know, lets him off the hook a little bit. But I'm just wondering, I don't know if I could do that. Again, maybe it's a guy thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he just doesn't, because I think legitimately he doesn't see a problem with, and now again, if he had not asked Natalie to be his girlfriend, I could be on his side. I could be like, dude, you know, like he never, he never made a commitment to either one of them. Right. So you can't get mad. Again, you can call him out like Shayna would, because I think Shayna already knew mm-hmm. he was also dating Natalie or they were, you know, mm-hmm. going out a lot. So she can actually, she could have preemptively been like, hey, where's this going? Yeah. I know you date Natalie. You don't want to say ultimatum, but right. you kind of do like, okay, either we're doing this or mm-hmm. we're not. But hearing that he locked it down with Natalie basically is just like, wait, what? Like we, you know, we were connecting. It's the same scenario I talked about earlier. If I'm dating that guy, we went on five dates. So it's a little over a month and I see him somewhere. Right. And then like he's with someone else. And if he would have been like, well, who cares? Like, again, even if we didn't have that conversation, I would assume after that many dates and all this, you know, we're vibing and everything that you would probably only be dating me. I mean, I don't know what the rule is on that, but I feel like if you're, 
dating other people, multiple people, you should probably let them know like, Hey, just so you know. But okay. So this is where the dynamic for me changes because mm-hmm. Shana knows at this point he's, cause he, she, she asked him, did you, or did you not ask her? And he, Mm-hmm. And again, he skirts around the, the answer, but eventually he's like, yes, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I did ask her to be my girlfriend, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So she was like, okay, well, then I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where it ends. And she's like, okay, so I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. And then she walks out of the pod and he's all sad for some reason. <laughs> I lost my second girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know why he was upset. I have no earthly idea why he was upset because he's already made a commitment to not not proposal, but you made it exclusive. Right. And I feel a lot of women probably would have reacted exactly like Shana did. Like, okay, that's fine, but I'm done. But see, that's where I think guys like that, right? Or when those situations, I'm not even going to say guys like that, but if that situation happens, it ruins it for the rest of us. The ones that are one at a timers. (laughs) Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It ruins it for the because I've been I've done this before where um so I'm dating somebody, right? And let's say I'm exclusive and then let's say we just became exclusive, right? Okay. So it's it's very early on, but you know, it, things are really going good, we're clicking. And then like a um a not an ex, but you know, well, an ex okay. calls me up and we left on good terms. So okay. it was just, it, let's put it this way. It was a very casual thing. Okay. So there was no hard feelings or anything like that. We had a really good casual and then they will hit you up like, Hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I've done that where I'm like, Hey, unfortunately I'm, I'm with somebody. Cause I know why they're, they're texting me. I know mm-hmm. why they're reaching out what to me. What if they just needed that um, recipe that you had that <laughs> you were like, Hey, what was that recipe for chicken pot pie? <laughs> Google <laughs> it. <laughs> You come right out the game like, I can't date you. <laughs> well, sometimes I will kind of yeah. right right from the get-go, like, hey, just FYI, I'm with somebody now. Like, you, we mm-hmm. can talk if you want to, if like you really just, if you just want to hang out or whatever, but Do I would imagine. you think that's appropriate if you're serious with someone? I, I, just, probably not. Okay. You know, probably so then, not. But, but at least you make it clear right from the get-go, like, hey, I'm with somebody. So, and what if they came back and said, I don't care? Well, I mean, I care. Obviously, that's why. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> they may not care. Well, so. But but I will say this. I will say this. Um, and this situation has happened before. And I'm sure it, it's happened to a lot of people where, let's say you, you lay down the law early on mm-hmm. and you say, hey, I want this to be a casual thing, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, cool. Me too. Not looking for anything serious. I got mm-hmm. a lot going on. Let's just let it be casual. And so it starts out that way. But then over time, you catch start having, feelings. yep, you catch feelings. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, hey, so when one person shifts the dynamic and it's mm-hmm. like, hey, I feel hurt because you're going out with other people. And you're like, well, I thought we made that clear from right. the get go. Like, do you even, do you even in that situation, do you even have the right to feel that way? Well, you know, and when I say right, yeah. you, you can feel whatever you right. want. Everybody feel, has, but right. can you, you can, hold him to the, to I don't whatever? think so. Yeah. I think that if you have an agreement and you yourself decide to go outside of that agreement, you can be upset, but to hold them to that, no. I think you need to revisit the conversation. Yeah, and that's fine. And maybe if you find that they are dating, you'd be like, well, I know we made this agreement, but I've, I've caught feelings for you. Yeah. Do you think that you want to explore that with me? Maybe ask them at that point. If Oof. they say no, then you know your Oof. answer, but... You know, but you see, could, that's the thing. It doesn't change the fact that you're still feeling feelings for that person. Well, then that's up to you if you need oh, to walk away or not. Oh, I don't. It's hard because you already caught feelings. I know. You're I trying know. to you're trying to take it to the next level, and this person, this other person's like, I'm not on that level. I, I made it perfectly clear what I was like. Yeah, but that's the same thing if you liked one of your friends or something like that, and like maybe you guys were just friends, and then all of a sudden you catch feelings for them one day. And you go to them and you say, hey, like, I want to be in a relationship with you. And they say, I'm sorry, I just see you as a friend, even though you didn't have that agreement, right? But you're just friends. But I mean, like, at that point, you have to make that decision. Do you want to stick around and try to be friends with them? Or do you need to no. just remove yourself? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's no different. I mean. have to yeah. make that choice for yourself. Cause see, that one, that one's, that one's a tough one. That's a totally, that's a, that's going to be its own podcast. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying that. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying like in that situation, again, if it's made clear. Now, sometimes, and this happens too, um, you, you initially start out as casual and then you, 
you, you're dating for a while mm-hmm. and somehow or another it you end up becoming exclusive just because yeah. like that's your go-to person. Mm-hmm. You have fun, you enjoy the same things. And sometimes you can revisit that that um um what's it, what's the agreement mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, Pull out the contract and re- look at some revisions. <laughs> yes. yes. Let's Article. add some writers on yes. here. In uh, section 5.5 5, where you said um, <laughs> that I could call you all weekends. No, but <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, and then and you might be surprised at me. Like, yeah, you know, I feel the same way. And like, okay, now you're exclusive. But again, it's it's hard because once you've made already made up that agreement. And I would say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if men or women... I think they equally kind of do the same thing, right? Because mm-hmm. like I, I have known guys that caught feelings, mm-hmm. even though it was supposed to be a casual thing. Yeah. And the opposite, I've, I've like women caught feelings, and the guy was like, "Well, that's not that's not what I was looking for." Yeah, yeah. it's an uncomfortable situation. Very much so, yeah. But um, but with that, and and we'll just kind of leave it at this, right? Mm-hmm. So, Shayna at that point goes back over to the other guy she was courting because mm-hmm. it wasn't just Shane. Mm-hmm. She was actually courting Kyle. Mm-hmm. And Kyle, you know, they, uh, I don't want to get too much in it, but they had the religion talk. Mm-hmm. And that's always a very touchy subject because people very passionate, especially about religion or politics or whatever. And they don't see eye to eye, mm-hmm. right? But Kyle proposes. Mm-hmm. With his mother's ring. Mm-hmm. That he stole from her nightstand. <laughs> but, you know, I, I guess I had a question about that because how does that work? Does he really steal it from his Because I'm assuming his mother is alive. If she had passed on, I can kind of see like, okay, sure. But but if if she's alive, does he ask her for that ring because she still wants to wear it, I'm assuming, right? No, I think that traditionally, if a, if the woman is okay with it, she will offer it to her son of like, here, I want you to have my ring. So when you do find the person, I think that's the tradition. But okay. And here's, here's the other kind of psychological thing behind uh-huh. that, right? So I've heard women say how a man treats his mother uh-huh. will say a lot about him, which I don't believe is correct, but mm-hmm. for this, for this particular scenario, isn't it because it's his mother's ring and he's given it to his bride and his bride is not his mother, mm-hmm. but is he going to equate uh, his new bride to his mother? Because that's, you know what I mean? I don't want to hand me down ring. <laughs> Unless it's like the best ring I've ever seen. I don't want, I have like a theory on that too. This is going to sound so silly, but like Talk to me. if you go to like a pawn shop, well, not a pawn shop, but you know, like a secondhand, like even a nice jewelry store, right? Like Dallas Golden Jewelry or whatever. They have like things that people sell. Yeah. It's almost like, this is so silly, but it's like you're wearing the curse of a relationship oh, that didn't work on. out. You're wearing it now. Come on, a I know, curse. I don't mean like, I know this isn't like scientific. I just feel like it's like, okay, <laughs> no, you're wearing <laughs> this wedding ring of a div- from a divorced couple. It didn't work out for them. And now you're wearing it. It just feels like a bad omen kind of thing. Like, I just don't. Really? I don't know. I always, a brand new one is fine? Yeah, because there's no history with it. Hmm. Do you apply that logic to like used cars? <laughs> no, <laughs> those are not even in the same category. I'm just saying it's used. It's pre-owned, let's say. Yeah, but I'm not comparing a marriage to a vehicle purchase. Okay. That's totally well, this is, different. But yeah, but this is a ring that we're talking about. We're talking about a... Um, I know, but it's symbolizing you know, a, a relationship that didn't work out. I just don't like it. I mean, maybe it did work out. Maybe it's just you just don't need that jewelry anymore. Why would know. anyone I, I, pawn their jewelry just well, because let's, like, let's oh, just, I have so much jewelry. I well, don't need this one. Well, no, let's just say, let's just say in that scenario, let's say um, your mother passed away, right? Okay. And you're, let's say you're the daughter or whatever, or maybe you're the son and your wife already has a ring. And like, what are you going to do with that ring? Like, there's nothing for you to do. You could just sell it and get rid of it. Like, Wait, so you're saying the son would sell his dead mother's <laughs> ring? Is 
that what you're implying? I mean, you know, let's say he sold it for one reason or the other, but there was no curse to it. In other words, is what I'm trying to get to. Oh, okay. Like it was well, a perfectly wonderful marriage, but let's say his daughter needs braces and he needs to... That's really sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, it's not, a, it's not the happiest thing, but as from a guy's perspective, right, even for a woman's, if you don't want a recycled ring... And I'm not going to use it because it's a yeah, woman's but what ring. what if that guy wanted to hand that ring down to his son for his son to for propose? Sure, for sure. Then Why that, would you that just w- sell it for prices? But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if he has no practical use for it, if he has no practical use for it, this is a practicality I thing. know, but that seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to sell your dead mother's wedding ring. I don't know. I don't like that. Well, you know, yeah, I think, I think maybe you're right. But I, I was playing devil's advocate there. But I was just trying to think of reasons why you wouldn't. But... Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, um, so Shayna accepts mm-hmm. Kyle's proposal. And then things take a turn for the worse because so Shane goes into the pod thinking that it's Natalie who is his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And Shayna was already done with him, but it, the dun 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 mm-hmm. moment, it's Shayna on the other side. And Shayna obviously still has feelings for Shane. Mm-hmm. So she goes in there and she has that conversation. Now, I think it's a completely inappropriate Mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. I get that it's closure, but let's just say you've dated somebody in the real world applications. You dated somebody for a little while, right? Maybe maybe you guys were a little more serious. Mm -hmm. Then you break up and then he or she finds somebody else and they're clicking Mm -hmm. and maybe they rushed it, but now they're engaged. Should you... Because he's in, well, she's engaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's inappropriate that she's having that conversation with another guy when she's already accepted yes. a proposal from somebody else. A hundred percent. I don't know how often that happens in the real world because this is a, for the experiment, it's a short amount of time, right? It's, you're getting engaged within a few days. So there's not a whole lot of loyalty and things like that. It's, it's different, but I'm sure it happens in real life. Why do you think people do that? Why? I mean, I, I get closure, but do, is there a sense of impropriety? Do I don't not take think over? it's about closure. I think it's their last attempt to try to get with them. Ooh. That's what I think Shana was doing. And I think that if, if you and I were dating and we broke up and I met someone else and I'm engaged to that person and you come back to me and, you know, tell me your feelings for me, that doesn't seem like closure. That seems like you're trying to see if if I'll get back with you well, before yeah, it's too late because well, they say the marriage other, is it, like, Well, it's the other way around, right? Because Shane hasn't proposed to Natalie yet. See, no, I know. He's but, getting ready. But in, this, in, in that scenario, what happened is they both dated. Now... She found somebody, she's engaged, yeah. and she reaches out to the ex yeah. and is like, hey, I, think she I still was, have feelings for you. I think she was trying to take one last pass at Shane. But why would, why would, why would a person accept a proposal if they weren't ready? I mean, this is an experience. There's probably a lot of pressure <laughs> on them, you know, to say yes, and, and you want to be on the show, and, and maybe she did like Kyle. I don't know. I think it was wrong that she did it, but... I think it, I mean, I think you're right. I think a lot of times it's matters of the heart. And mm-hmm. when it's matters of the heart, logic goes out the window. Yes. We like to think that we're logical people. And it's mostly, usually post-mortem yeah. of a relationship yeah. where you're like, I should have known. Like yeah. I was in it and I should have known. And I, and now looking back on it, kind of connecting the dots. Yeah, why like, do guys do that so much? <laughs> What no guys? Guys always try to come back. They make a mistake, and then they the well, relationship when, ends. Yeah, well, guys do it when they make a mistake throughout. The, they might go back and kind of think about all the stupid things that they did. Mm-hmm. Women, on the other hand, sometimes will will kind of do the opposite. Like, why did I stay with him, knowing what I know yeah, now? Like, we, I put up with a lot of garbage mm-hmm. throughout this whole relationship. Yeah, I think that women try really hard when we're in relationships to make it work, and we put up with a lot of things, and then when it ends for whatever reason. We feel like, you know, I don't know. I think it also helps our healing process to be like, why are you so upset? He did X, Y, Z. Like he wasn't really good to you, you know, and things like that. I think it's easier. But for guys, I don't know why it's different for guys. I feel like guys romanticize the woman after they break up. Oh, yeah. And women try to like (laughs) demonize the man. I don't know. I mean. Well, again, you know, the the, what I've heard from women a lot, um, unfortunately, is that. They feel like failures whenever a relationship ends. If they and put I, a lot of time in it, you mean? I, in, in general, most women. I don't know why, oh. but again, 
they look at it. Well, the feedback that I've received from not every woman, but mm-hmm. most, they feel like, well, I put up with all of that mm-hmm. because I wanted it to succeed. Yeah. And the fact that I put up with all of that and it still failed, mm-hmm. I feel even worse now because it failed. Like I put in all that effort, yeah. all that time. And you tell me, because that's what I'm saying, that's, that's the feedback that I've received from women. Mm-hmm. And I've always found that fascinating because guys don't... Um, I guess we have the same sentiment, but it's different in the sense of like, I should have done this better. I should have done that better. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily feel like a failure. I don't think that's the right way that we process it. It's more of, it's weird. It's more of a learning. Mm -hmm. Like with, and I can tell you for myself, what I've done is whenever... (laughs) Unfortunately, I've had more than I'd like to, to, to... remind myself about, I've had a lot of failed relationships, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but each one of those, I learned something about myself and I learned something about what the other person likes. Oh, I think and women do that too. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like we don't look at it as a fake. Well, I don't. I look wouldn't at it say as a, failure. a failure. That's that word. I wouldn't say. It's harsh in it. Well, if, if it didn't work out with, you know, a guy I was dating, I wouldn't say I'm a failure. I would not say that. Yeah. So I don't some, know. Some, some females do feel like it's a failure and I feel yeah. bad, right? Because who wants to fail at anything? Nobody wants to fail. I mean, I guess guys, well, me in particular, I can't really speak for everyone. I can tell you for me, I've had many fails in my life. And mm-hmm. so I, I've always used that as an opportunity to grow as a person, right? Yeah. And I, I don't look at it as like a bad thing exactly. I mean, obviously it still hurts, but yeah. anyways, um, this was a good conversation. I learned quite a bit. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the show. And I mean, we're only in episode two, yeah. but I mean, it's... I'm interested to see how this is all going to play out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, again, as always, thank you. I appreciate it. And um, and yeah, until next time. Bye. All right, bye. Bye.